0: Hello everybody. It's been a while since we've had one of these little chit-chats, state of the pod kind of things, and uh, tonight I have a very special guest that you all know and tolerate. Aww.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here. I don't know if anybody else will be, but I'm happy.
0: I mean, I'm happy to have you here because there's OC stuff that I don't know if you want to talk about or whatever, but... Uh Um, you know, it's, it's something that I wanted to make sure that we did on the regular and then, uh, life sucks. So we stopped (laughs) doing things and then, well, well, here we are.
1: Global pandemical kind of put a a kink in your plans.
0: Oh, not only that, it was (laughs) a lot of
1: stuff after that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it was everybody's stuff. Everybody Everybody. had things at different times. Mm -hmm. Um
1: yeah. This has not been a good year for me personally.
0: <laughs> it's not been a ben good rough. like three years <laughs> almost. Yeah. Because yeah. it's October already. And uh Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: But I'm um,
1: happier things than our miserableness. Let's let's get to the one shining light
0: in our in our lives. Me.
1: you yeah.
0: <laughs> per- perfect. <laughs> this works a lot better when I have somebody else to, you know. To tell you me. how
1: awesome you are? Yeah. Yeah. It's,
0: <laughs> it's great. Um. Whew. So, so many things. Um. I guess we'll, we'll do the easy things first, because there were a couple of questions I asked on the Discord. It was like, hey, how are, I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, what are some things you guys want us to ask or talk about? So I have a handful of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Seraph asks, plans on performing an actual play with everyone in the same location or plans on performing with a live audience? That would be both cool, terrifying, and practically impossible.
1: It would be one of those things that, you know, we would have to really, like, get the money together to make sure everybody you know we have the right equipment we'd have to make sure everybody gets to the same place and yeah gen con typically is that time but not all of us all the time get here so we'd have to really really do a lot of travel arranging and i i don't i it would be great to do i would love to do it but i don't see it happening without one of us like hitting the lottery
0: If we were a show that was more based upon like playing in person, Mm -hmm. then I could see it a lot more easily because we, you would already have the gear. You know, we would already be in a situation where travel's a lot easier because the five ish of us are all leaving from the same place. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to arrange everything and all of the rest of this stuff. I could see a live streamed game, like live recording that we could do. Um, maybe we'll figure something out for that as like a special thing for like April Fool's Day or something.
1: Oh, that has sparked idea babies. Um, we will talk about that. You and I yeah a bit yeah.
0: Um, It is the kind of thing where I know I don't have a webcam outside of my phone and that doesn't really count.
1: I mean, we don't have to, to stream, we don't have to be on camera. But
0: I know we want to
1: see our mugs. Why, I don't know.
0: I, it's it's more interesting when there is motion rather than just like mm-hmm. a flat background Roll20 board.
1: No, again, still have ideas. This is, uh, uh, no, no.
0: No, I am down to talk about ideas. Okay. Cool. Um,
1: Definitely for April Fool's, it would be pretty cool. But I mean, if if we were to switch to like a streaming live streaming format, yeah, we'd be able to interact more with people. But I I also I I wonder if that would be distracting for us as well, you know, to be keeping track of that. But we're we're thinking about Mm -hmm. in the future. But uh, as far as, you know, all of us being in the same room together, that would be really, really hard for us to manage.
0: Yeah. We could, because bigger shows than us have done this, which doesn't take a whole lot. But we could totally <laughs> take the recordings that we have. I've transferred a few of them over into uh, technically video format, even though it's just a flat picture, and uploaded them to YouTube. I could totally just start streaming once a week. <laughs> Here's our pre-recorded episode. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, stream it. Just
1: walk away. Let it stream. There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah you know it's not a it's not a terrible idea but it's not exactly a it's great not, idea
1: I mean if if you were to stream and you know have like a live chat going on and yeah it's pre-recorded but you'd have a live chat happening while it was playing then you could interact with people and as they ask questions or or yeah something i mean it it is it is an idea yeah
0: it's the kind of thing that i would want some cuz right now on the youtube stuff that i have uploaded it's just the logo and then the the sound file of us doing stuff and talking about things so it's not like it's yeah. actually a an interactive or engaging experience it's very much the kind of thing that you put on because i've done this with other shows and podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff and like played other games because you know i can just kind of do that
1: yeah well you know, you, I,
0: you take your turn, you let the the game process, and you're just listening to the show while you're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder why Seraph is, is asking this. I wish, wish I could ask the, the follow-up. Is it is it I mean, because he would like to have that more? Like, is it because he wants to hear us live and all together? Does he want us to stream to be more engaged in the show? Or, like... I wonder why he wants to know that. Like, is there something about our content that he finds maybe, you know, he just wishes it was more in this direction as opposed to what it is now.
0: you know, that's if only there was some way you could interact with him directly and I know. find out
1: there's zero, zero way. Right. I'm, I'm in the middle of a thing right now. I can't be distracted.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> she's eating dinner and when i said <laughs> that i'm happy to wait she was like no 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 it's delivery it's already cold
1: it's already cold when it's delivered it's already cold but no i just i was excited to be doing this and so i wanted to do it
0: uh, we'll see if you stay excited in like 10 more minutes
1: oh man that sounds, yeah
0: hmm. sounds threatening doesn't it
1: it does very ominous thank you you're welcome I'm, I've been waiting to get kicked off at some point because I'm a pretty old voice in the podcast, with the exception of of you.
0: I mean, this as is your far fault.
1: Been in everything, and so I'm I'm waiting to be told. You know what? sit this one out. We're sick of hearing you.
0: Twitch. Uh, no, uh, if I'm trapped into doing this, you are also <laughs> trapped into doing this. This is your fault. So, if if you get out of punishment, I also get out of punishment. Okay okay
1: punishment i enjoy it
0: Huh. i enjoy it too uh joe asks how many dice are the optimal amount what are are your feelings
1: so it when he asks that i have i have gone back and forth with people on this um where i've heard people say oh it's like I, I don't know in in what way Joe is asking, but I'm saying I'm thinking as in playing. Some people love to be able to roll that big handful of dice, and I'm like I don't get the the thrill. But if it's in how many dice is the right amount of dice to own, the answer is infinity.
0: he agrees that the amount of dice to own is infinity. <laughs>
1: I love, I love having dice. I, I have tons of dice, and I keep buying dice. Every year, I buy more dice. I don't play face-to-face. I never need an actual die ever to play any of the games I'm in. And yet, I have uh, tons, tons of dice. And so, yeah, in that regard, own as much as you can. But when it comes to rolling, I'm not like a... You know, I just love the feel of a big pile of dice in my hands. That's not that's not my thing.
0: I bought three sets of dice this past Gen Con, I think. <laughs> I bought these uh, Q work. I think they're Q Workshop, Q Workshop ones that had kitties on them, hmm. and ones for Susie that had llamas on them. <laughs> and I think there was another set that I got that I don't remember. But I also got. Seth Skraskowski did a set with uh, with Q Workshop that has some really smart ideas to it. Because it's themed and all of the dice look the same, but it's for mostly Call of Cthulhu slash D&D. So it's the full seven polyhedral set. But it's got a couple of goofy things in it. It's got a D12 that's a D6.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, um, I get it. One through six twice, yeah.
0: And then it's got two percentile die in it that are extra, that are inverted colors from the normal percentile die. Hmm. So that when you have call it when you're playing Call of Cthulhu, and you get bonus or penalty dice, you can easily identify and pick out these other percentile die and add them to your dice roll. I'll link the, uh the video where he made this announcement because he goes into talking about some of this stuff. And it's really kind of cool.
2: Hmm.
0: And I'm like, I enjoy your content. <laughs> I will purchase your stuff.
1: We'll purchase your things. <laughs> you have sold me. Uh, no,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I, it was yeah, okay. 25 bucks for a, a set of dice plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: got two sets this past year for my birthday. My brother got me uh, a really nice set in my birthstone, uh, which is his Garnet. It was a, a really nice die set. Like, I'm afraid to touch them. Really nice die set. <laughs> so they're just sitting there on a shelf, just looking pretty. I don't touch them. And then I got um, another gift, uh, another set gifted to me that were Cthulhu-themed, another Cthulhu set. Uh, that I, I love. It also is just sitting on the shelf with all of my Cthulhu stuff. I don't play in person, but I still love owning all the dice.
0: Yeah, they're cool little accessories and stuff that are, that are neat. Um, so the, the correct answer, I guess, is the optimal number of dice is the amount that you can be financially responsible for. I will also point out that there are monthly boxes that you can get, subscription service boxes, that just come with dice. Yeah. You can get random dice every month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think my most favorite set of dice, it's not even a set, it's just a pair of D6s that are hand-carved out of bone in their Civil War era.
0: That is cool and disgusting.
1: It's great. And they, they sit with my Cthulhu stuff as well. <laughs> I think it's animal bone. It's not like human bone. No, as I far doubt as it I know. Be...
0: Well, <laughs> that, that's what we will accept that, yeah. that the answer is. Yeah. Um, I picked up a, a couple of extra of the 12 sided D6s at Gen Con just to kind of have them because they're mm-hmm. cool. So now I can roll like 66 with these dice. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, the year before last, I picked up some D3s because they were mm-hmm, strange. Yeah.
1: I love D3 dice. They're funny.
0: And I saw some two-sided dice, which were... uh, Did you see those at all? Q Workshop had them. So they're... Imagine a D6, right? Yeah. But take two of the sides that are opposite each other uh, and round the edges so that it can never land on that and it'll always flip over onto one of the other sides. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you you just label them one and one and two and two.
1: Huh? My D three is it's like oblong and rounded all on all sides of it. And it just kind of, is like oblong, but triangular as well. And Uh it's just one, two, three, and that's it.
0: Dice are cool.
1: Yeah, no, I,
0: do you see the one, uh, There was somebody there that had, this was three years ago, I think they had prop dice, sort of, where they are shaped based upon your D&D class, where it's, like, shaped like a dagger or shaped like an arrow, depending upon the. Oh, mm-hmm. And then they had the one that was a a spinning top, but you spun it in this, like, plastic padlock cutout so that it's, like, if you're picking a, doing a lockpick check. Mm Mm-hmm. You would, you would roll it in there and you would spit it in there, not roll it, but mm-hmm. it would then come up with whatever the the number is, which was cool. Hmm.
1: I I saw this past Gen Con. It was um, the dice set that was the solar system.
0: Yeah, I was so there was with like, you when you saw that. Yeah,
1: the I, I think the sun was like a D100 and then it went, they got smaller and smaller, bigger, and then they, you know, you ended up with like a full set of dice. And it was really, like, I liked the theme. Yeah, and I... It didn't all match.
0: I think if memory serves, the high number on each of the sides was the symbol for the planet that it corresponded with. Mm-hmm. Which was a cool idea. Yeah. Um. They didn't make them to scale, which I was kind of well. upset about. <laughs> and <then> he explained <laughs> that the the sun one would be enormous. <laughs> but...
1: Yeah, I I regret I didn't pick up a set because I sat there and I went, oh, that's a really cool set. And then I'm like, no, no, you have other things to get. But if they are there next year, I'm definitely going to grab.
0: I was I was thinking about getting them. Yeah, because they were cool and they were different. But I was like, Mm -hmm. I think by that point I had already bought the other two sets. So I was like, (gasps) "Ah."
1: I can put them on the secret Santa for this year.
0: possibly we got to get talking about that sometime in the near future because it's almost October.
1: we are like we are approaching midpoint october we do have to get our our, i would like to have some time to like really look and get the right gift and not a quick slapdash put together thing
0: you think november 1st start signups
1: uh i would like probably i would like signups uh probably if you're in it you want to be signed up by like the 20th of this month uh so that way you have all of november and then you have to ship it out the first week of december
0: we can we can make this the official announcement, but we'll talk about it after these next two there we go we'll do that. two questions woot woot. um i'm gonna skip over oz's because he's a jerk but totally correct <laughs> uh Prophet asks, when will we hear the cast just get it over with and play a football themed RPG, cut out the middleman of fantasy football and do it yourselves? Not a terrible idea.
1: Is there a football is, it, is Blood Bowl the, the football based RPG so that's There's
0: I have ideas. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with the Persona series of games?
1: Yes through you. You have told me about the Persona series of games.
0: Okay. The quick version is that it is half Japanese high school slice of life, half complete mindfuck dungeon crawl. Like, in the third game, you summoned your Persona, your, like, magic guy, by taking one of your I think they called them invokers or something. They were guns. You put them to your head and you yelled Persona while pulling the trigger and it would let you do magic. Uh... It's really it's really good but it has this thing where it's very clearly like you go and do your your Japanese high school stuff and you make friends and connections and they call them social links and uh, you perform activities that then uh, have a an influence on the the dungeon crawling monster fighting part
2: uh-huh mm-hmm.
1: I'm waiting to see how this ties into Football
0: so, oh, there are a couple of games that follow the Blades in the Dark format where you have the downtime portion, mm-hmm. and then you have, like, the action portion. And that kind of fits with the Persona game's idea of, like, the high school part and then the the dungeon crawly part. You have the locker room part, and you have the on-the-field part. So, there's a there's a non-zero chance that some of those styles of games especially if we went like joe says in a blood bowl kind of way um where we could have seeking endorsements and signing contracts and doing that kind of stuff and then transition it into okay game time let's go and then doing something like that but that's uh that's a super crazy idea. That's like my third or fourth crazy idea down the line. <laughs> I mean, and I, that's I, not I, even including everybody else's crazy idea. And we'll talk about some of my crazy ideas in a little bit.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I I'm I, I don't know what's wrong with our Yahoo football, but all right. I'm willing to explore other fantasy footballs if it gets more people involved and, and they want to do it, take part.
0: Well, it would be like... Tabletop RPG football. Yeah. So uh but... no. who knows what what the fuck Let's that'll see. turn into. Uh and then Oz asks, how's that social media campaign going? Yeah. And uh poorly is the answer to that. If
1: there's anybody in our community that would like to do this, or can do this, or has experience doing this, just wants to be part of the group here, just part of the the, the content and the program and the, the podcast. It's willing to do that for us, just you know, just because that'd be. I mean, really I could be great.
0: I could be convinced to bribe you with pizza.
1: I yeah, there you go. Uh, I go. Mean, the- somebody could do that. That would be awesome.
0: Th- this mostly stems from a shifting of the editing process i believe um Mm. as part of the everybody has shit going down all the time oz and i just sort of back and forth tag-teamed the editing to keep things up through everything else Mm -hmm. um and like there's no way i can ever repay him for the the acts that he's done in that way and it's Mm -hmm. it's a situation where like All right, so we're a small show with only a handful of people. I don't want to say no budget, but nothing, like, super impressive. We're even five years in, a bunch of amateurs doing this, right? But in those five years, we have never been more than a few hours late on a drop. I know. Which is fucking stupid.
1: It's amazing. We never take the time off around Gen Con. We never say oh, life got really hard for us, so we're not going to produce any content. The only thing we've ever done is increase the content we put out.
0: There have been a couple of times when, oops, I've scheduled an episode to release at p.m. instead of a.m.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like.
1: But it's still released that day. It was still content out every week, contents out
0: all it's the amazing.
1: time. I think it's a great record for us and something to be very proud of. I'm very proud of it that
0: I that I'm in shock and amazed. But really? like this year in particular and the last 3 years.
1: Very hard this year. Very very difficult. <laughs> very hard
0: this. Uh year. to completely pull the uh the fog back, the veil back, we had like a 6 month backlog of vampire built up mm-hmm. and we have burned through most of that with all of the things that we have had to Make accommodations for and not yeah. even necessarily like bad things. Like, I had Gen Con and two family vacations in there. Mm-hmm. um Other people have had family vacations and stuff that have cropped up, or like mm-hmm. birthdays or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things going on that we have all had to deal with in positive and negative fashion. But, like,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I myself, it was, I lost the entire sh- month of January due to illness and COVID. And then I had another health issue after COVID that took months to even diagnose. And then it took a while to even get under control. Uh, So, I mean, that I I still tried to come every time we recorded it. I tried, but there were, I missed some weeks because I just couldn't do it.
0: I do think that our, the way that we occasionally do solo recording sessions really Mm -hmm. helps with that because it helps keep the backlog up and it helps be in a situation where, Like, if you're not feeling well for that night, like you were just mentioning, Mm -hmm. I can record with other people and still keep momentum up. Um,
1: I also think it's good because, you know, yes, the the group recordings are great, but that the solo ones with the character kind of lets you, like, learn a little bit more about them on their own. And I, I think it's a nice mix of, for listeners to hear the group and then go into solo and then back to group and things like that. I so I think it helped us. It was it was just a, a mechanism we implemented due to issues that we were having in real life, but I think it actually ended up
0: it wasn't even necessarily being being because of uh no, because but of it issues. Was,
1: it's nice though to to do it. So I, I, think, I, have that.
0: I think the first one was when Boz wanted to pick up a mentor spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. That was the very first one where you had guests on. Uh, and it was just me and Boz
0: spirits. for the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um which is which was super fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I look forward to doing more stuff like that. Big thank you publicly to Claire for hanging out oh. with us on your uh your the embrace flashback. Moment.
1: Yeah. That was that was really good. It, it creeped us both out. Um, but I, I really liked it because uh, Claire was somebody I, I you know when you have a, your own character, especially like for for an actual play, like it's it's your character, you you breathe life into it. and then you're told, hey, we're gonna do a flashback and we're gonna have somebody else play your character. And you're just like, wait a minute, nobody could play my character, but me. But I didn't have that reaction because in my head I was thinking Claire. And then when I asked you, what are you thinking? You, you told me I'm thinking Claire and I was like, perfect. We're thinking alike because Claire is a person I feel comfortable with and safe with. And I know if I said, this is how I see my character, she will do it that way. She, she understood it. And she's, I mean, she did it perfectly. Like I I couldn't have asked for anything better than what she put out.
0: No, she killed it. And I think we talked about it briefly, at least in the raw version. Um, We had sat down at least once before, Mm -hmm. and I spoke with her privately beforehand to be like, hey, this is kind of what's up. I want to talk to you. I want to interact with you. I want to get to know you a little bit. I want you to get to know me because I don't want to do the things that I ended up describing in that recording to a complete stranger because that's not cool.
1: Yeah, that would have been... uh... That would have been really hard on a on a cold intro there before you do.
0: <laughs> yeah, so good like... Good thing, good thing. <laughs> we, so we talked a bit... Uh, I described some of the vampire mechanics. Like, we talked just as like getting to know each other and feeling each other out. And then we talked about some vampire mechanics and I gave her some lore videos and stuff in case she wanted to get into it. Because there was an opportunity and maybe this will be an opportunity in the future, who knows, for... Uh, freshly embraced Missy as a vampire to run amok for mm. a little bit because there, there have been a couple of things. I think I remember asking you an open-ended question of like, how many people has Missy killed by now? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the answer to that was. I know it wasn't a lot, but I think there was at the very least like you first waking up and killing yeah. somebody, but yeah, you know, that's pretty normal.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... Mm-hmm. Maybe that kind of stuff will happen again in the future. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's in the crazy ideas, uh, Mm -hmm. there's things to talk about involving Claire.
1: Oh, good. Good. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, I I don't think a lot of people know this, but the B side that I ran recently with Shadowrun, Claire was was a sounding board as I was creating NPCs and creating the church. Like, how can we make it just creepy enough, but not, not like overtly creepy? And she. She helped me kind of, you know, worked with me to as a sounding board as like, well, what do you think of this? And she, she would give me an honest opinion, like, well, it could be this or that. And so she kind of helped me develop that that whole campaign, that little mini series we did, which, I again, I greatly appreciate.
0: Yeah. And it's because of that, because she also came on the OSC episode to talk about mm-hmm. uh, that game that you ran and stuff and getting back mm-hmm. into it. It's like, all right, you know, this is obviously somebody you're comfortable with and talk to about gaming and stuff. So it's not like she is completely like unknown of what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But we got way off from the the social media question. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, somebody to do that. I'd I
1: love to have somebody like create teasers and put them on Twitter or on Facebook or just
2: that's a lot, just get
0: them lot out of work. There.
1: I know. That's why I want them to do it, not us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A bunch of YouTube <laughs> shorts and stuff. Just um, little
1: things. Just little teasers. Yeah.
0: It's it's something that I should be doing, but I'm really bad at doing it. Um, I have this problem of like, oh, I know what I'll do when we start releasing 2022's Halloween fan, uh, Alien stuff. I'll start tweeting it. And it's like, that sounds like a good idea until it's like, all right, well, now it's basically here and I haven't started doing it. <laughs> Not that it's being publicly released yet, but that's, uh, that's coming, but it's also yeah. slightly different, difficult to, Hey, want to come listen to our vampire show? That's nearly a hundred episodes long already. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, is just me making an excuse because I could just go and make a post. Hey, this is the show. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. Here's where you can listen to it. And then maybe not every week, but maybe every other week post. uh, Because I don't want to be that guy that spams, you know, all the different subreddits or Twitter or not Twitter. Twitter doesn't count. I hate Twitter. Um.
1: (laughs) It's uh, a it is it is an art. I mean, that's that's why people have, you know, jobs just doing social media management and content creating the content somebody else managing the posts. And Uh it it is a lot of work. And I know my co-host on OOC was all gung-ho, was going to do this all the time, but just didn't really take. (laughs) So it's like, I get it. You have a, you have a regular day job. You have this as well. And you have a life, you have a wife, you do things. I get it. It's, it's, it's not, not easy yeah it's not easy it is it is a hard job people like oh no you just post on social media no it's a little different because you don't want to come across as you know shilling but you want to also come across as you know hey come check us out because you want more listeners obviously i'm not even saying we want more patreon money we just want more listeners we're not even shilling to get money we just want people to listen to it because we think it's enjoyable But it it is a difficult task to do and when you, you know, have a regular job and all of like you have a regular job, you have editing, you have, you know, the girlfriend and and it's it's a life. You have a life. It's you can't just sit there and manage social media on top of everything else. So yeah.
2: But it would be
0: great to have somebody. Um It is definitely the kind of thing that I would love to do more of and figure Mm -hmm. out how to do more of it. But I really need to just do it instead mm-hmm. of being lazy but being lazy is very easy
1: oh it's super easy yeah
0: so easy it's too <laughs> Sometimes easy it's great <laughs> i mean i i failed to find a time where being lazy is not great but maybe that's my problem
1: yeah we always say, I don't have time. And then when you sit down and really think about what you do in a day, in a week, in a month, you're like, I have plenty of time. I'm just lazy or procrastinating.
0: <laughs> I don't have time. Click through Reddit. Click through <laughs> YouTube. Ch- check one of my 40 Discord messages. Yeah. like.
1: I got to watch some anime. There was that movie I Uh, wanted to watch. There's some content on YouTube I got to watch. Which, I've been watching a lot of content on YouTube. And uh, it's been great. So, (laughs) that is... I'm losing hours to that.
0: I have been making my way through Dimension 20. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They do D&D, which... Sure. But they do, like... Different? So... I'm shilling a, a show that has probably number two in viewers behind Just Critical Role. Um,
1: <laughs> well, they need you to shill for them. Right? By all means. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: uh, so they do some really cool stuff in a really more performative fashion with a bunch of editing. Uh, and they do, for the very least, their main... Uh, I guess their main shows. Um, they tend to do role play episode, combat episode, and they have crazy maps and crazy minis, and the the player the the people who play the players, but I, I do they are all uh what's what's the word?
1: I don't know because you just said the players are.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out the (laughs) the word that I wanted to use here, but I couldn't come up with it. Hmm. Um, Everybody at the table is an improviser. They Mm. work with college humor. They do a bunch of crazy things on college humor, including this Dimension 20 stuff. Mm -hmm. But they will play off of each other really well. Mm. And Brennan, the guy who is the GM, is insane like it's crazy the, the I'm on my fourth no fifth season of stuff that they have made the first two that I watched were called Fantasy High which is a uh adventurer high school with a lot of those tropes and stuff involved like so the one guy is he's a jock who was gonna get onto the uh I don't know, what's it, I can't remember what they called not football, but that's what they had. And then they had this Tiefling who was a fifties greaser uh as one of like the NPCs and they just it hit all of those tropes and it was much more performative D D than how Critical Rule does like real D D for better or worse, because there's a lot of real D D that is dumb. Okay, I I feel like none of that made any sense.
1: Not really, but again, they don't really need you to chill. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> take take whatever you can from them, inspiration wise.
0: Uh, I will hold on. Let me make a note here.
1: <laughs> but you mentioned not- improv, and that is something I I desperately desperately need to work on. That is a skill I need to develop more. So maybe my New Year's resolution next year will be uh to try to find some kind of class
0: i'm sure that they have plenty of classes around on the the internet and stuff yeah mm-hmm. um so two of the five campaigns that i listened to were the this fantasy high and then it was sophomore year it was the second one obviously because you know sophomores um the other one was a I guess, like, 1930s, like, Holmesian-esque slash Redwall slash Mouse Guard D&D game that was a murder mystery. Um, It was a, with a different cast than their main games, if you could call it their main games. Mm-hmm. But um, while that was technically D&D, it didn't really need to be D&D it should have been something else but you know when you call dimension 20 and you have this big d20 and you, you're kind of like you've hitched your cart to a single horse so ride that ride that pony <laughs> um then the one i'm listening to right now is unsleeping city which is in new york not like modern modern but close to modern and it is uh New York is, it's like Men in Black, where instead of aliens, it's magic people that live in New York.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, and then the one that was really good, but uh, it was D&D, it was Game of Thrones meets Candyland. Oh. It's called A Crown of Candy. Hmm. Where all of the players were from candia was their country and then there was the Meatlands. there was fruit terra the dairy islands uh i don't remember what the vegetate the vegetable place was but all of the people were made of food like hmm. the pontifex of the bulbian church was a head of broccoli on a person and there was a keratin Deeproot deep root who was a carrot <laughs> that was, you know, served the church. The the king of candia was a big dude made out of pop rocks. Pop rocks and rock candy. The twin princesses were red and black licorice. Uh one of the guys was a gummy bear knight.
2: <laughs>
0: so it it's a lot of really cool creative stuff that they did. Um and they told a very lethal, very politically oriented game, because it had that Game of Thrones influence on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very good. Huh. Well, uh, make
1: sure you include the links then, so people can check it
0: yeah, out. Yeah, I made a note to, to put a link for that. Only the, the first season of Fantasy High is available on uh, for free on YouTube. The rest of it is available on their website, which kind of sucks. But I get it because dollar-dollar bills, (laughs) y'all. So, oops. Uh, Should we talk about crazy ideas, or should we talk about other stuff first?
1: We don't have any more questions?
0: No, there wasn't a lot of questions, unless you got questions for me.
1: Uh, So, well, let's let's talk about what the future holds. We're currently doing B-Side is Alien Mm. for Halloween, and then we got B-Side Christmas is going to be... Call of Christmas.
0: Yes, we are we are doing Call of Christmas, and uh, I guess I can talk a little bit about what I have intended. Um, mm-hmm. Right, so I guess right now B side is going to be released this week on Patreon uh, as Alien Twenty Twenty Two, mostly because we need to catch the the Vampire Raw and releases need to get re-synced up because some stuff was getting broken up in half, some stuff was uh, being released differently. We, in the chaos surrounding this year, there were one and a half art solo episodes that we just kind of forgot to release to the public, but I released on Patreon. So, oops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Okay. But what are you and, thinking for call of call of Christmas?
0: Uh, that'll be, um, so I guess with, with alien, that'll be being released through October. And then around Halloween, I think we're releasing the three alien 2022 episodes to the public for Halloween. Cause we usually do that for Halloween, mm-hmm. but the, all of the stuff around that will just be on Patreon. Uh, And then for Christmas, I have ideas for Call of Christmas 2022, kind of like we did last year. But this year, it's going to be a murder mystery. (gasps) I got a lot of inspiration from that Dimension 20 stuff that I was listening to, Mm -hmm. and it was like, put a crazy idea in my head. Okay.
1: Okay. No elves, though, right? Because if I hear the
0: sickly, sweet voices of elves, I'm going to... No, 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 no.
1: Okay. And I- the murderer will be me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because here's my pitch. Ooh. Okay? Okay. Sell me. I've got friend of the show, Claire. Mm-hmm. Providing scheduling works out, she's going to join us. I got friend of the show, Grift. Providing scheduling works out, is going to join us. Then I have Oz, Jup, Cotton, and Cookie. And the six of you are going to be family members. Because what is Christmas about if not being annoyed by your family?
1: Yeah, but I'm A- not annoyed by the people you just mentioned.
0: But they're characters!
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... The pitch is probably 1920s ish, uh, Boston area, Miskatonic area ish. You have a rich relative that has all of you in the will. You are coming by for Christmas, and one of the six of you is going to murder them. Gosh,
1: I love that. I love that. Gosh, I hope I'm not the murderer because everybody's just going to assume I am, but I won't be the murderer.
0: I have ideas on things because mm-hmm. we're going to sit down and talk about it stuff during a session zero. Cause obviously oh. PVP is basically implied. Oh, and yeah. uh, because I'm probably using call of Cthulhu because it's just the simplest thing to run a murder mystery and that we're all fairly familiar with without learning mm-hmm. like a brand new system. Yeah. Uh, one of the ideas I have is that since you won't be losing sanity to Mythos and crazy things? hmm Well, your family drives you nuts, doesn't it?
1: Boy, do they.
0: So what better way to represent that sanity loss than from your family members that are driving you crazy at Christmas time?
1: <sighs> nice. So we, like, pick, like, our, our triggers that they do, and then whenever anybody does that, we have to roll for sanity?
0: So what the way I have it briefly in mind because obviously this will uh, take some crowdsourcing, is that things will go up in stages because like everybody arrives. Let's use Clue as an example, because Clue is a, a murder mystery at a dinner that slowly escalates, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody shows up before anybody's murdered. It'll be real minimum sanity loss. And then we hit... Stage 2, which is like, let's say, after the murder has happened. You discover that the body has happened, and now all the sun tensions are starting to rise, and now all of the sanity damage that you're all doing to each other will increase. Tensions go up further, maybe you discover that because you're here, that Jupe is the killer, but Joop's not around, so now the tension has gone up again, so now all of the damage that you do to each other through sanity will increase again. There will also be, and I will ask everybody for this when we sit down to do it and, you know, talk about their characters and stuff based upon alien, there's the rival and the buddy, right? Well, Mm -hmm. you're going to have some family member that pisses you off the most. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to do more sanity damage to you whenever they deal sanity damage to you haven't figured out the specifics yet. It may be like roll the damage with advantage. It may be that they do like, if in the beginning you're doing one point of sanity damage to other people because you're just slightly annoying, <laughs> they may do like a D4. They may do one step above whatever the current tension level is. Mm-hmm. Um, A bunch of that will be released to everybody, but specifically on the patron side of things, There's going to be the Session Zero stuff, and then I'm going to have Session Point Fives with people as we talk about different things with their characters, where I will ask them things such as who pisses you off the most in private, where it's just me and them, Mm -hmm. where nobody else is going to, to do things. There will also be at least one killer specific episode, when whoever the killer is kills the the older relative to get the inheritance or whatever.
1: So the audience will know who the killer is before the cast does
0: specifically, the the cast? specifically the patrons will, because I won't yeah. release the, the killer episodes to the public. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they will also know if they listen to the session zero and the point five stuff, they will probably know who the killer is. But one of the aspects of character creation that I will ask everybody is have a motive for why you might kill the, your, uh, grandparent or whatever, great uncle or whatever, this one relative that you guys all have in common that is rich. Like.
1: And the motive why, can't just be money.
0: The motive can be money, <laughs> but like, why do you need that money?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. You know, are you in a gambling debt? Uh, are you just fucking broke? Like, what's your? What's your yeah. reasoning? Okay. Um,
1: no, I, I love the idea. I love that you bring up Clue because to me, Clue is like one of the great murder mystery movies mm-hmm. and it was fun to watch. Exactly. Uh, so it, if we can pull it off, that would be fantastic. Uh, and I hope none of us, you know, blows it. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited.
0: It's certainly a lot of pressure. Uh, I have a small little bit written down in a notebook that I carry in my bag to work, um, with, like, things to talk about with everybody and things to talk about on a one-on-one situation. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting, and I don't know who of the group I would want the killer to be. It's so very juicy.
1: Oh, you're just not going to like randomly roll. You're just going to choose someone and go, "Yeah, I think their motive is best and I'm going to go with them as the killer." I Ooh, fun.
0: I have some ideas, but I will very specifically ask one question with three answers. One is, "I want to be the like mm-hmm. one answer is I want to be the killer. <laughs> I don't care if I'm the killer or I don't want to be the killer." Uh-huh. So that Because if, for some reason, you don't want that extra focus and attention and stress on yourself, Mm -hmm. you can tell me, I don't want that. I see. But that will be something that I only ask in private, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to go around the table and have you say, I don't want to be the killer in front of everybody. Because even though, like, I trust everybody. I don't want to put that in the back of their minds and I don't want to put it in any of the listeners' minds that may happen to listen to it unless they specifically uh want to listen to those those episodes. Yeah. Um and I will assuredly make a comment like <laughs> spoiler specifically on who the killer is going to be. Um I will also do things like let's say you're investigating a clue somewhere. And I don't know, maybe the killer left the clue. I will ask for everybody to roll the appropriate role. And then I will have an idea based upon, because uh, obviously me and the killer will know who the killer is, but it'll be the kind of situation where everybody rolled. And then based upon that, you know, six person role, I can give the answer to whoever, uh, asked originally. Okay. I'm, also, for anything killer-related, I'm going to set up a separate Discord for just me and the killer and Craig and Jark, so that you can't even see me in the recording channel doing things with the killer.
1: Fun. Now, I I, I have a feeling that there will be multiple people who were going to say, "Yeah,
0: I want to." I the can almost guarantee everybody <laughs> of those six people is down to be the killer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I can almost guarantee it. Yeah.
1: So wow,
0: we'll see what happens. Fine. Um, I don't know specifically when that's going to start, but that's
1: mm-hmm. well after Alien, that's for sure.
0: After, <laughs> which I I believe this is the last week for recording Alien, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's exciting.
1: It is. Yeah. it is. It is. It's it, last last recording session was a little tense. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, um. And then, didn't we pitch something for Valentine's Day?
0: I don't recall.
1: Oh, I'll have to find it. I know we. I know we. I know we did. We'll have to see. Um, so that that'll take us through the end of the year. Then on B side, Vampire is still going. What do you think about Vampire? Is it? When do you think that's wrapping up? Are we going to close season two, go to season three, or are we closing season two, jumping to a new system? Not that I want to quit Vampire, I'm just asking.
0: Vampire does almost feel like it's getting a little long in the fang. (laughs) It is our longest running game. It is. Like We had 80-something episodes of Shadowrun, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: 53 episodes of Cthulhu, Mm -hmm. and then another run, episode 30 of season 2 of Vampire, which I think had 50 or so episodes in the first season. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is very much our longest-running game.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Long in the fang. Yeah. Then we have to have that that heartbreaking discussion of closing it out, and what are we going to play next?
0: So, there's obviously a lot of shit going on right now in Vampire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, if... You're not uh if you're not current in vampire and listening to this, why? First of all (laughs) They're busy. Second of and that but they're listening to this instead of one of the fun episodes. (laughs) Um so off the top of my head, things that are happening in Vampire right now. Missy Sire, Kendra, Nick jade art's bullshit hunters uh i think that's it off the top of my head unless you can tell me something that i've missed
1: i didn't hear jimmy mentioned or is that the bullshit
0: i mentioned nick
1: Uh, okay all right so that's okay all right
2: we have a lot going on
0: you have a lot going on, lot and there are so many other crazy ideas that I have in my head for things that could or could not happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to sit on my hands because there's there's too much, and some of this shit needs to get resolved. Yeah. And some of it is close to resolving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number seven, Madame Fina has shit going on. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, my character's unaware of most of the shit going on. She's only thinking about herself right now, so, yeah.
0: Like a teenager.
1: Why not? Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's so much going on right now. Well, this so, is I, a
1: great segue into your crazy ideas, then, huh?
0: Well, first of all, if we mm-hmm. stop Vampire in Season 2 and then don't go on immediately to a Season 3, I'm going a, I'm to a take a deep fucking breath. Okay. I, I, t- I tell you what, because because uh, I'm going to need it. I'll have somebody else yeah. run something for a little while.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: What that is, don't know. Ooh. You figure that out it, it, as a game time decision. Okay. Um, here's some crazy ideas that I have. All right? Mm-hmm. This is an idea that's been rolling around in my head for Years. Years. Time Cops.
1: Oh my gosh, I think I remember hearing this in the past.
0: Yeah, I've probably talked about it because it's been literally rolling around in my head for years.
1: (laughs) Time Cops, okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Each player Mm -hmm. would be from a different time period. And we would probably use something that is a uh, setting generic, like Savage Worlds, so that you know, you can be a caveman and a space marine and still be relatively, like, comparable power-wise. That's something that I've had in mind for a while that I've never really just, like, gotten around to putting together, because it's, like, it doesn't feel like something that would run for a long time, because how much crazy timeline shenanigans can you really get into in a, in a sort of monster of the week style situation. Okay. Um, don't know when or what, like that might be a B side after, after vampire when somebody else is running a main show game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a crazy idea that may have been mentioned before as a, Everyone is Johnson as a Shadowrun version of Everyone is John for like a a one-shot for uh, April Fool's or something. Mm -hmm. Um, What were my other crazy ideas that I had? When did I mention them?
2: I don't know. That
1: would require me to listen and then retain and then be able to remember.
0: I'm looking at my Google Drive to see if I can be reminded of what... (laughs) No, nope, lost forever.
1: It'll hit you at like around two a.m. when you wake up, and you go, "That's what it was."
0: Probably. Um. There is. I want to do a fantasy isekai game because it just seems like it could be fun. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, eh. Oh.
1: Um, what system would you use for an Isekai game?
0: I don't know. Mm, and that might okay. be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um it's also I I don't like YouTube reaction content because it's garbage. A statistical majority of that content is people watching like a twenty-three minute show making a 30-minute video with three minutes of, hey, welcome to the channel, hit that subscribe and like button, mm-hmm. and then signing off with the same thing. Yeah. And it's it's mostly garbage. There are two people, uh, one of which is... Uh, hold on, let me make a note here. Um, one of which is Tiaboo T-E-E-A-B-O-O, mm-hmm. and the other one is Angus uh ANGIUS making a note mm-hmm. Both of them do the reaction content stuff t- mostly for anime and the way they do it is much more of a video essay method where uh Angus for example because I was watching his stuff earlier typically makes an hour and a half long video on a 24 minute episode of anime, where like, sure he may have that two minute like like subscribe Patreon etc., but that's still an extra 60 minutes of content, and it's stuff where like you watch it and then he, we go through it again and he like looks at things that are going on talks about animation and stuff. This shit's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, tibu is the same way. Um, but we're so far off the beaten path here yeah. um, but that's fine it's, it's a <laughs> it's journey my, it's okay <laughs> it's my show I do what I want um, anyway the the new anime that's this seasonal one is like reincarnated as a sword because they're just out of fucking ideas in Japan <laughs> I swear to god because there is so much trash isekai that comes out where you get reincarnated into this generic fantasy world as something fucking overpowered. And in the, the sword one, the first half of the first episode was all like dumb gamification of like, oh, you have a stat screen, and oh, you get XP from killing these enemies, and they give you certain types of points towards certain skills and it's just like why do it no this is all it's all garbage get it out of here so it's kind of like put me off of that idea a little bit but at the same time mm-hmm. um, the idea of the player characters all being on a bus and that bus being hit by a truck and then everybody on the bus being isekai'd at the same time is kind of fun
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, maybe that'll be the, the start of a D&D game or something stupid <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah. speaking of which I I was asked because previously I had made comment about if Dragonlance ever gets released I would run an evil D&D game where we have to kill all Kendra. Mm-hmm. Um that is almost permanently iceboxed because oh. uh well that comment was made before Ukraine stuff happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like running a game about genocide does not seem very tasteful.
1: I mean we've had genocide events in our lifetime yeah, definitely in the last hundred years anyway yeah so i don't know why before the ukraine it would be okay and after the ukraine it isn't
0: uh there wasn't anything (laughs) in recent memory okay but i mean if you have something please do let me know because
1: i mean genocide is a good period but i i i think the listeners understand that when we're running a game and we are t- we say it's an evil campaign where we're going to do this, we aren't making light of genocide. We aren't being pro-genocide. We are just uh, playing a fantasy game evil, and that's just what we're going to do.
0: In the case of Kender, it is about genocide and genocide.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's just what it's about, because fuck Kender. But, uh... I don't know all of that stuff and then the stuff that's going on in Iran right now and just it yeah me as an asshole it is giving me pause so i can only assume then that it is truly not a good idea okay okay maybe as a b-side thing as a like not publicly released thing i, I don't know um it also just my Disinterest with D&D. Um,
1: okay. Other uh, crazy ideas so far? If not, I got a question. Uh-oh. Is there a system that you want to play as a player and have have one of us run? No matter who it is.
0: I mean, off the top of my head, I can't specifically think of anything. Mostly mm-hmm. because um, we talked briefly about Icon the other day as mm-hmm. part of a out-of-character topic suggestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently playing in an Icon game, and it's amazing. Um system is so fucking good. <laughs> Let me put a reminder to put that link in the description.
1: Yes, yes. It's your new Blades in the Dark shilling thing we're going to throw quarter, or nickels at you for. Not quarters. Yeah. So I'm not going to pay you that much.
0: It's because it's, <laughs> if you were to take Blades in the Dark, and then you were to tack on top of that a tactical grid-based combat system, that is optional.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's basically the game.
1: Okay. And but you're in it, an icon game, so you don't yes. need to play icons. So. Uh,
0: one of the podcasts I listen to, Path of Night, uh, they are currently doing a Chronicles of Darkness game with two werewolves, a geist, a changeling, and a mage. Because those are like the main splats minus vampire for World of Darkness. Um and Changeling seems cool, but it's mechanics are a bit dated compared to like V five. Um mm-hmm. Changeling the Lost is very much about you are that child or person that was kidnapped by the fae had maybe uh somebody left like a a replica of you left in your place and taken back to arcadia and from there you were traumatized to be quite literally like that is literally what they did they did not value you as a person they value, valued you as a thing and you spent some time having been changed and performing this task um some of the examples in the book are like you one of the types in the book is an elemental and they give the example that maybe you were made into a flame on a torch to light the bedroom of the your fae keeper and when you remember a bit enough of who you are and you try to escape you come back into the real world and you are just traumatized because of the shit that you went through and you are literally changed. Like that's where you get, like in that example, that's where you would get like fire powers from. Um, and that has an interest because it is like vampire, a much more about that personal horror slash darkness. It has, I'm not all the way through the changeling second edition book, but it has a lot of that. Like, you're coming back to this world different than what you left. And now you have to try to adapt to it with your only real source of people who understand what you went through are other people that have come through previously and are like your, your connection to trying to get better. Um, so that's kind of cool and interesting, but I haven't read enough of the book to necessarily be totally on board with the mechanics because I, I don't know enough of the mechanics to, to be cool with it. Uh, cause like in V 20, it ran combat. We'll talk about real quick. It ran a lot like Shadowrun does where you have your roll to hit, you have your roll to see how much damage you do. Instead of them dodging, you rolled, uh, Damage dice to see whether or not they turned into damage, and then they would roll to soak. Where in V5 it's just like you roll to hit versus they roll to dodge, and then you deal damage. And it's, uh, in the Chronicles of Darkness game, it's a eight, nine, or ten on a dice are a success, and then anything else is just a just a failure. Uh, and stuff like. Defense in Chronicles of Darkness is a flat attack pull penalty, so if I have a defense of 5 and you have an attack roll of 7, you only get to roll 2 dice to try and hit me. It, it's a lot of older system mechanics that I'm not 100% down with. Okay. Um, But there's other things to it, like the hedge is the maze the magical maze that separates Arcadia from the real world. And as you run away to come back to the real world, it's literally ripping parts of yourself away. So when you come back to reality, it doesn't like you're not all of yourself. In addition to the trauma that you suffered, there are the huntsmen, which are fey entities that have their heart removed as a way to force them to do the bidding of probably your fey master to send them after you to catch you and bring you back. You can go into people's dreams and do shit. Like, there's a lot of crazy stuff that you can get real creative with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I would ideally like a 5th edition version that streamlines a lot of the crazy shit. Okay. Um... I don't think there's necessarily anything else that's really like off the top of my head. Want to play? Is there anything you want to play that's come out recently or in general?
1: Um, uh, We talked about this on OOC uh, some systems, like why there are some systems that we like, but we just won't ever run them for whatever reason, right? We're afraid to. We don't know enough about it. We don't think we could do it justice. And one of the ones I mentioned was Deadlands. I would like to run. Deadlands, but I don't know, like, I don't think I can, like, really, you know, give the setting its, you know, convey it well, but just I think it's watch. something I, I would like to work on and maybe develop over time.
0: Just watch a bunch of cowboy movies.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what Cotton said. Just watch cowboy. Like, I get that. I mean, I mean, I get it. It's It's just Cthulhu in Western world. I get that.
0: It's not so. necessarily so like Cthulhu, but mm-hmm. like it's it's, weird it's spooky shit. Yeah, well, well like, I like
1: the spooky stuff.
0: Cthulhu to me implies uh, eldritch unknowable horror, oh. where some of the Deadlands stuff is is very knowable. Like, uh, I don't remember what they call their they're not paladins, but they usually are like churchgoers of some kind that pray to their god to do miracles. Mm-hmm in which case it's not an unknown crazy thing like in Cthulhu but it is magic. It's like a it's a known unknown instead of an unknown unknown.
1: Yeah, I'll have to wait for inspiration to hit me, but I'm sure if if I keep it in my head, it'll eventually something will I'll get inspired by something and I'll get an idea and I'll work on it. But it might be something that when I'm able to run something again because you're talking about eventually wanting to take a break because you've been running for a while
0: yeah almost two years uh,
1: yeah so that's why i'm like well you know i'm happy to run something
0: the the time traveling time cop game was my first idea was savage worlds which is what deadlands Mm -hmm. is heavily based off of so yeah yeah Um,
1: i do like the time cop idea of you know i I do like that um i don't want to run it but yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, I mean I'll mean, i run like it if you want me to, but it sounds like you want to run it. So.
0: <laughs> it sounds kind of intimidating, doesn't it?
1: It sounds interesting.
0: Well, to, uh, it to run and to come up with crazy yeah. ideas.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um,
0: yeah. I even it have
1: really a challenge.
0: the idea that one of the players is going to be the veteran, and then we do three solo sessions where the veteran comes back into one of the other players' timeline. Mm-hmm. Because some goofy time shenanigans happens in relation to whatever that character's personal time period is. And kind of like in Loki where it's like, well, now you're a uh, a variant. So yeah. you uh, you got to come back with me. Uh, and then like in the next solo session, the veteran that first character goes to investigate a thing for whoever's the the third character, um, until we have a squad of like four or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, clearly they would all have the same bad guy because you all need a a driving force to, to do things.
1: Yes, you have to have your antagonist. Yes, yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a, a the other thing I, I saw that hopefully you know it's it, it was a Kickstarter that's closed, but it'll be out next year. Uh, it'll be out in December, so hopefully I'll be able to find it somewhere next year, uh, is Brenda Wood Bay.
0: You linked me that, and then I I I never looked at it.
1: It is uh, Murder, She Wrote meets Call of Cthulhu meets Lovecraft.
0: I headcanon that Jessica Fletcher is the killer in Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) How else would she know?
1: I I said it's Golden Girls meets Call of Cthulhu, but this was no. I'm down. it's, It's Murder, She Wrote, because it's it's a mystery book club of old ladies and there's a cult in this little town. And so they, they like have to, they're constantly like butting heads and going against each other and things happen. Mysteries.
0: We could all be a bunch of sweet old ladies.
1: Yes. I thought it would be so cute.
0: (laughs) It does sound sound potentially fun.
1: You can all just be a bunch of sweet little old ladies. that solve crime
0: As long as the system doesn't get in the way, it sounds fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have to like really check out the the system and that. But I do I do think that looks I think it looks cute. I think it looks fun. Um the vampire has been so like dark and heavy that I feel like maybe we should like do something light, you know, <laughs> for I the mean, next that, one.
0: <laughs> that is not false. Yeah. <laughs> we could easily do a a short break between season two and three of vampire to run a small game of something else Mm -hmm. because you are right. It has been, uh, kind of dark and shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's vampire. It's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be, you know, sunshine and unicorns. It's supposed to be dark and heavy, but you know how dark and especially with, you know, the way things have been just in real life. Like I don't need more dark and heavy. I already got that happening here. This is my escape. Uh, so it'd be nice to like maybe do a, a break of just like a palate cleanser of something.
0: Yeah, and I think that'll be sometime. We'll we'll have to sit down and have a production meeting about that mm-hmm. after uh, after the new year, after yeah. the holidays, after everybody's had all of that other personal shit taken care of. Because
1: <laughs> um, next year will be better. I mean, <laughs> I hope maybe maybe.
0: <laughs> but at the very least, we won't ha- have. Uh, holiday bullshit getting in the way, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Because I'm gonna be straight up. Hmm. I had a close family death on Christmas Eve last year. Ooh. So let me tell you how much I'm looking forward to Christmas.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Not at all. Yeah. And I already hate Christmas. You like, do
1: already. Yes, hate Christmas. You didn't. I've more.
0: hated Christmas for years. Yeah. For clarity, it's because everybody seems to have forgotten what Christmas is about, and the whole "peace on Earth, goodwill towards man" thing, and it's (laughs) that just made it about gross capitalism. This shit starts in—I guarantee—I could go to the the Walmart right now and find Christmas decorations for sale.
1: Oh my gosh, I saw it last week at a store. I saw Christmas. It wasn't like a lot, but there was like one aisle of Christmas stuff out already. I'm like, it's—it's the end of September. Like, what is this? I didn't—I didn't understand it. I was like, this is odd <laughs> okay hmm?
0: there is a band called sabaton who does they do metal songs or maybe closer to rock depending on but there's a lot of flavors of metal yeah they put out a song about the christmas truce which is a real fucking story that happened i want to say it was either world war 1 or world war 2 mm. i think it was world war 1 cuz they mentioned trenches where on Christmas, the two sides that were fighting stopped fighting and celebrated Christmas and then went back to killing each other the next day. Like, sure, maybe they should have just stayed, stopped fighting, but like, Christmas used to mean something? When you could get two warring factions to stop warring for a day? That's powerful shit. But that was almost 100 years ago. And that shit doesn't happen anymore. Hmm. And I hate it.
1: Okay. Hmm. I hear you.
0: That's good. It means your headset's working.
1: Ha. Good one.
0: Uh, how about OOC? An Anything with that you want to talk about?
1: Oh my gosh, we're um. We've recorded. Uh, we've recorded our next two episodes because Cotton's a world traveler. He's going to be gone for part of this month, um, so we got that recorded up. We we got just a a handful of episodes left before we wrap up for the season, and then yeah, we're going to come back next year with season four. I can't believe it's already season four. This weird little project that I was like, I'll just do it for one year, see what happens, and then about to start season four.
0: It's funny how it creeps up on
1: you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because if you're starting season four, that means we're starting like year six, maybe almost seven of Mm -hmm. the show, like the podcast in general. And that's horrifying.
1: We started recording in July, August of 2017. For the, for without a net. Yeah. 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 Been going. Um, I do kind of wonder, like, are we running out of stuff to talk about? But thankfully, (laughs) society gives us plenty of stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's definitely like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's just kinda crazy and I love all of you people who like listen to this and participate in mm-hmm. the Discord. And if you're not on the Discord, come hang out on the Discord. We're hip. We're with it. <laughs> uh we got stuff going on. I mean lots
2: of
1: yeah. I, I... I... The... The D&D One or the One d and I don't know what it's called. its I've seen it both ways. Uh, sparked a lot of discussion when it released. And uh, I, I really liked it. I, I like that it got everybody kind of talking and giving their thoughts. Uh, yeah. that, that's really why I, I, I started the podcast was just to kind of talk and just hopefully get other people, you know, having the discussion and thinking about it as well.
0: There are so many things that just always talk about with
2: mm-hmm.
0: gaming. There was there was a YouTube video that was recommended to me for Pathfinder 2 talking about how plus ones are overrated and you shouldn't worry about it. And I'm like, you can't see me shaking my head, but I'm shaking my head. And it's just like, look, A plus one, not worrying about it. Seven plus ones, something you should worry about. And finder is full of plus ones but like that's a easily a topic that you could kind of get into about min maxing power gaming and how many plus ones are good
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was a video Matt Colville did where he mentioned that like in d d35 or it might have been Pathfinder he said if you look at your character sheet long enough you will find an extra plus one <laughs> because there's just so many of them
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like sports statistics where it's like these this team is ten of the last eleven games played on a Wednesday night at home during the winter. It's like what kind of fucking stat is that?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, there's plenty to talk about. There's a lot of stuff I'd I'd like to to get into more. And I I do like you know now that you know we have cotton on it. It's I think it kind of helps because he approaches gaming from a very different perspective than i do
0: don't ever let him hear that
1: no he hears it he hears it all the time like (laughs) he he's constantly just kind of pokes at me like and i'm like and i poke at him like i don't like how i met in the like i don't like how you approach it like all right cool
0: (laughs) i meant with the idea that it's thankful Uh, to have him on there
1: no i do Uh, no i i think it's great he offers that mechanical perspective that i just it doesn't. I I don't look at the mechanics, and he's all about that. So, it is nice to have somebody on the show that can kind of get into that uh, area of gaming because I I couldn't do that for for the listener. I I couldn't talk about that well. Uh, so it is nice to have him there, and he does offer a a different opinion for me, which some most times. Sometimes we do agree. I was terrified on the recent diversity episode because I was like do I really want to talk about diversity with a middle-aged white guy from the South? This could go bad, but it went well. So I was happy about it, but he's been great. Um, and he's the new GM. So it's nice once in a while to like talk to him about like, all right, so what have you learned now? And what are you doing now? And what do you think when your players do this?
0: And what do you think? Where do you, you see can't? yourself in five years?
1: Well, you see yourself in five years. What do you hope with this thing? And, And then he gets upset because I tell him, You're, you know, you're, you're not doing it. uh, You know, it's your job to be a good GM and create good players. And it's your duty as a gamer. And he's like, What? (laughs) Like, I didn't sign up for that. I'm just running a game. Like, no, it's your duty as a gamer. (laughs) So he's like, I can't believe you take it way too serious. Like, no, I don't. Uh, But it's been going good. And I look forward to coming back uh, for a fourth season. Let's see. Maybe we'll stop after five. I don't know.
2: Nah. Nah.
1: <laughs> we will see. We will see. Uh I would like to have some more guests on. It it's nice, like when I had Claire Hop on. Uh it was nice having Cayman's rejects on to kind of talk about what they're doing. Just kind of, you know, see it. and then they made us part of their community as at you know, we're champions of them. And so they're kind of telling their people their listeners about us and we tell our listeners about them. And uh I mean it's it's nice to kind of build that relationship with other podcasts it's not a competition we're all in it together. Uh yeah. so it's it's nice to kind of have the guests on. So I would like to hopefully in season 4 have more guests on to talk about some things.
0: Well, surprisingly, hmm. we're not all disconnected from some pretty big not like pretty big, but like okay. people in the industry in different areas like mm-hmm. I still remember um there was the episode where you talked about Lovecraft. Yeah. Like and
1: one of my favorites.
0: We got Scott on mm-hmm. Scott Dorward, who is one of the writers of Call of Cthulhu um uh, whatchamacallit um adventure modules and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like four words. <laughs> For Van Primers, the two episodes prior to us launching Vampire, uh, I sat down and talked with Matthew Dawkins, who was one of the people who worked on the Vampire 5th Edition, and Chris the Primogen, who is a guy with a YouTube channel that... Uh, let me look up his YouTube channel real quick, has a giant pile of followers, so it's like not... Uh he has 17 18 thousand subscribers so it's not like there are people in the communities that we can't reach out to and do things mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, you you had opti on a couple of episodes and uh,
1: yeah we had opti uh, we had Damien who mm-hmm. does Cybernautica. yeah you know, yeah we've we've had guests on like I said you know the like I said the the Talking about Lovecraft, probably one of my favorite, most favorite episodes. Talking to him about that whole thing was great. Um, But, yeah, I'd like to get some more. So we'll probably spend uh, January kind of sourcing some guests to come on.
0: Yeah. No, there's plenty of people out there who have their own content creation things to get involved with. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanna talk about as far as the, the podcast and how this is your fault? <laughs> you keep saying
1: that. It's not my yeah. fault. I just pushed you to do something you wanted to do and it I mean, worked out lovely.
0: I don't know if I wanted to do it, but here I am.
1: You wanted to do it. If you weren't <laughs> doing this, what would you be doing?
0: I mean Doom Scrolling Reddit and See,
1: I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Insert Ralph Wiggum, Mum helping meme.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I think I I think it's been uh, I think it's been great as, as far as the state of the podcast goes. We've been going releasing since 2018 every week religiously. We've expanded. We aren't just giving you the same, like, we're not just telling the same story for 400 episodes. We, You know, we started with one system. We jump to another. We jump to another. We're doing B-sides now, adding more content. We have OOC. We're adding more content. We, we give a, a football recap to people who may not even care about our fantasy football. But if you want to hear about it, we, we even put that out there. Um, if
0: you are someone who listens to the fantasy football recaps but isn't in the fantasy team, let me know. <laughs> because I want to know that that is a thing that happens.
1: You want to know if there's anybody who listens to the football recap, but is not part of fantasy football.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I I don't pay it.
1: One or no, I, I, there is somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Who? There is one. There is one. No, I'll let them tell you. Okay. They may not listen to this. Aha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> Mostly because, like, I don't pay attention to what's going on in the rest of the Fantasy Football League. I don't look at other people's games and stuff. I just wait for the recap. You
1: aren't, like, looking, you aren't signing into Yahoo and looking at everyth- all the games? No. Wow. Well, I I'm the commissioner, my- so I do it all the time.
0: Yeah. Like, I look at my game, and if there is something, like, last week I checked on Oz's game to see whether mm-hmm. or not he won because we were both undefeated. Yeah. Uh, so, I was curious about that specifically, but no, I don't check other people's games.
1: Oh, wow. You just wait for the recap. All right. Well, that's yeah. great. Saves you time. Look at us saving you time.
0: I mean, I don't. it doesn't really save me time because the recap is like an hour long. <laughs> it is. And, and uh, this <laughs> is
1: loquacious. I, I can't help
0: it. And if what I does? wanted to check the actual, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: results, I could do that in like five Much faster. minutes. Yeah. 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 But,
1: uh, but we're entertaining.
0: Um,
1: uh. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Knife in the heart. Ow. Put salt on that later.
0: Yeah. You gotta pack the salt in there real <laughs> tight. To... <laughs> yeah, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um ah, uh, so no, uh, as far as the, the state of the podcast, I, I think it's uh I think we're going good. I, we've got a, a core following, which I think is great. I mean, not, none of us got into this, you know, to to end up with thousands of, of listeners and that. And, you know, if we did, great. But it's not like, I mean, we're going to do what we're going to do regardless. So True. I'm happy. I, I'm having fun. I'm still having fun. Like I said, I'm waiting to be fired. Doesn't look like it's happening. I'm not getting a pink slip anytime yeah. soon. But
0: if there was one spoiler you wanted to know about Vampire, what would it be?
1: One spoiler I wanted to
0: yeah. know. About. if I were to tell you one thing right now about the Vampire Game, what would it? What would you want to know?
2: There's
1: so much I don't know. Yeah, about uh, uh, everything that's happening. But you mentioned hunters, and that does have me worried now because I'm like, wait, a minute, I didn't know there were hunters around now. Like, are they like, like,
0: is Missy being hunted currently? I'm going to have to find out.
1: You just said if there was a spoiler, I wanted to know. You tell me.
0: <laughs> but did I tell you that I would let you know the spoiler? Or did you just Ow. assume that from the Im- implications?
1: Wow. Wow. I expect an answer.
0: There there have been hunters around since season one.
1: Is Missy currently being hunted?
0: Is Missy a vampire?
1: Yes. No, I mean, is there somebody, like, right there, like, eyes on her, like, they're tracking her? Not just, oh, we're in town to get vampires, but like, we've identified her as one and we're just going to watch her for a while before we kill it. Again. <laughs> Where's so my if answer?
0: If you remember back in season one, uh, actually, you probably wouldn't remember this. I think <laughs> Ar- I'm actually the only one that oh, knows brain. this. Um, Part of Coco's human moments solo sessions, there was a, a scene where she saw, where Jade saw Sveeple while they were running away in Wolf Form, but didn't uh, didn't get it. Uh, saw Sveeple in Wolf Form vomiting up blood, but didn't like. Uh, but Coco herself didn't say it because people showed up like three times on screen before Coco's embrace, Bryce. Uh, and when Art investigated it, he found a bullet hole in a telephone pole outside the alley, like if you were in the alley shooting out, that had like burn marks around it as though they were uh, flaming rounds, tracer rounds, dragon's breath rounds, anti-vampire rounds. So there's been some kind of anti-vampire activity in the city since day fucking one
1: and art never told us we kept that info to himself he never said hey be on the lookout
0: um i
1: i don't think he did
0: i don't remember him specifically saying it but i have and a feeling that never
1: it, mentioned it either
0: well who knows what might be happening in the immediate future because awesome. that was but only i'm gonna
1: know my spoiler what is the answer
0: Oh, (laughs) because that was only six months ago. Eva, if you're going to cuddle, you can't be mad at me for giving pets. I'm
1: still waiting for my...
0: Okay, well...
1: Wow, you said, what do you want to know? I say what I want to know, and you're not going to tell me what I want to know?
0: I was just curious what you would want to know.
1: Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I. You know... Six year friendiversary coming up in February. I,
0: I am treat- not a nice person.
1: <laughs> you treat me like this.
0: You're surprised that I treat you like
1: this? <laughs> Such a
0: jerk. With that being out. said, uh <laughs> thank you for hanging out, Jup.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was fun. I've well, not fun. uh done one of these with you and it's uh for a while I thought Oz was your favorite because you're doing campaign diaries with Oz all the time, but it's nice that you know, I get to to come on and and chat with you one-on-one.
0: A lot of that is twofold. One, you're already doing OC and that's a lot of extra work on you. And two, since we were both listening to the episodes recently in the process of editing, when we had that big backlog, the events of the recently released episodes were much fresher in our minds.
1: Ah, there you go. There you go.
0: There's a madness to my methods.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's been fun, and I'm, I'm still having a, a good time being a part of the being a part of the podcast.
0: Good times. Mm-hmm. It's good times. All right. Uh, as always, thank you, everybody who is listening to this and made it through the I can only assume like almost two hour long recording we got here. Almost, um, yeah. It's mind-boggling and impressive every day that I see that everybody keeps listening to and, and appreciating the show and talking about it and that the people that have come along on this side of the journey continue to come along on this side of the journey and uh, thank you everybody for listening I mean you could say goodbye too
1: goodbye
0: <laughs> oh you, you
2: could,
1: were closing it
0: I
2: oh, oh. Ah!